Do you want to climb something big and tall? Me personally, no. Okay, well, that's <laughs> it for this week. Over. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh. In 2005, that was a thing. That was a question that was asked. It was. What if we climbed big and tall things and stabbed them a bunch? Need some bow and arrow. And ride a horse. Mostly ride a horse. Mostly ride a horse. That's a question we're going to ask today as well. 13 years after the fact. Thanks to the power of remakes. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> yeah, it's a remake. Uh, hello, welcome. This is episode 60 do <laughs> of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by the giant slayer herself. <laughs> That's Anladium. Hello. And today we're going to talk about the recently re-released Shadow of the Colossus that came back out uh, just last week with the remake for PS4 and is a very strange thing, I guess is the word to say. Because we are coming at this game from completely different viewpoints, experiences, all of that jazz. Because you played this game originally when it first came out. I did. Oh five. I am playing this game for mostly the first time in 2018 because I played the demo of it back when that came out. It was like it was a demo that like Sony sent out to like special people like me. Special people, I'm a special wow. Person. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was signed up for something that you get like ran- you would randomly get demos in the mail. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I had originally played Eco. Mm-hmm. Um. And I love that game, and I could go on for days about how I love that game. And so I decided to play this one when it came out. and um, Which, of course, this is the yeah. follow-up from director Fumitobi Ueda, who did mm-hmm. Ego. So so that is uh, that is why I played it. And so I played it a long, long time ago. And it made you emotional. Shadow of the Colossus did? Did it make you emotional? That's why everyone says, They're like, oh, man, it's a sad game. Um, It's so sad, it sounds like rain. Oh my god, you're using the rain stick. <laughs> Yay! See, it sounds like rain. It does. Except when you um, do it real fast, it's just like, oh, there's a bunch of beads in there. Yeah, if you if you do it fast, it doesn't sound right. Um, I don't know. I'm, there are moments of it that are emotional, but I, I don't think that the game itself made me emotional. It, it wasn't... Um, I really just wanted to say that just so I could make that joke, so... Yeah, yeah. It, it was, <laughs> but it, it was but joke. it is something that I've seen like float around a lot about this mm-hmm. game. Is that like you know, it's an emotional story. Which, granted, this is a very minimalistic story at best. Yeah. So, there is that. Well, let's talk about release dates because we briefly mentioned that uh, this game yep. came out first in North America, actually, which is a bit of a surprise. Yeah. For this era, on October eighteenth, two thousand five, and then. In Japan on October 27, 2005, it came out in other regions like Australia and Europe on February 16th and February 17th, respectively, 2006. Was re-released on the PS3 as a part of the Eco and Shadow of the Colossus collection sometime. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, in September of 2011. And then just recently re-released and pretty much remade yep. by itself on the PS4. Coming out February 6th, 7th, and 8th in various reason, regions in 2018. I would have been more happy if it had been an Eco Shadow Colossus remake. That was something like I asked you about, considering like mm-hmm. they just remade this. Like, are they, would they go back and remake Eco, considering that would put all of the Oeda games on PS4? With Last Guardian, this, and then Eco, but I really wonder if just the way that game is, like the mechanics of Eco, if they would look at it and be like, I don't think people would want to like buy this game in 2018. 
Well, and I don't, it wasn't as popular, so yeah, I true. just don't think that'll happen. But I personally love Eco and would fight anybody who who doesn't like Eco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get into talking about the game, I wanted to bring up that there's also a lot of conversation about Shadow of the Colossus and that they are, people will like to say, hey, this is one of the greatest games ever made. I would disagree with that, but it is something that people say very, very often. Um, and it's also been brought up a lot in the argument of games as art. Yes. Um, like if there are art galleries that include games, it's usually got this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I wanted to bring up like a bunch of the awards this game won back in 05. Okay. To put this into perspective about you know why exactly they would remake this thing. Uh, from the 6th Annual GDC Awards, it won Best Character Design, Best Game Design, Best Visual Arts, Best Game, and was nominated for, for Technology. Because that's a very vague award. That is a really vague <laughs> award. Technology? Why Technology? I have no idea. I can't like click on this to see what Technology is. So It was apparently also a recipient of one of three Innovation Awards. The other two that were for that time were given to Guitar Hero and Nintendogs. Wow. Yeah. 2005 was a wild time. Uh, For the ninth Annual Interactive Achievement Awards, it was nominated for Overall Game of the Year, Console Game of the Year, Outstanding Innovation in Gaming, Outstanding Achievement in Animation, but won Outstanding Achievement in Art Direction and Outstanding Achievement in Visual Engineering. And at the okay. second annual CESA Awards, the Computer Entertainment Suppliers Association Developers Conference, it won <laughs> Programming Award. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, you know, websites at the time had it in their Game of the Year discussions. For IGN, it won Best Adventure Game and Best Artistic Design, was nominated for Best Original Score, Most Innovative Design, and Game of the Year. And then later on, they would name Agra of the Horse the number one sidekick in all of video games. All of video games? All wow. of video games. Wow. For GameSpot's Best of 2005 Game of the Year Awards, it did not win any, but was nominated for Best Original Music, Best Graphics Artistic, Most Aggravating Frame Rate, Best <laughs> PS2 Game, and also nominated for the Reader's Choice Award for Best PS2 Game. And then for 1UP.com's 2005, war- 2005 Awards, it won Best Adventure Game and was nominated for Game of the Year. Uh, from magazines, it was not. It was awarded in Famitsu's 2005 awards for special rookie award. And then, Why would it be I, for a rookie award? Uh, yeah, that's a weird thing. Maybe I don't. I I don't know. <laughs> Famitsu's a f- weird a weird thing. You're right. And then, of course, after the fact, uh, people like to make lists. They do. They do. Uh, here are some of the lists. Uh, GameSpy's top 10 PS2 games of 2005, it was ranked number 5. Uh, Eurogamer's top 50 games of 2005, it was ranked number 3. GameRadar's 20 best games of 2006, it was the number 1 game, which I'm, I'm, consu- I'm, I'm assuming that's because it was... That's European. a... Yeah. Games.net's 49 best sequel-less games, it was number 6. From IGN's top 100 games of all time from 2007, it was ranked at number 16. From IGN's top 25 PS2 games of all time, it was ranked number four. From Destructoid's the top 50 video games of the decade, which I'm assuming they mean the 2000s, it was number one. Whoa. From The Guardian's top 50 games of the decade, which, again, we're assuming that, it was number 18. From IGN's top 10 games of 2005, which they did in 2010, <laughs> it was number <laughs> one, which it didn't win their game of the year that year. That's a, huh. that's a little bit of uh, revisionist history. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. From IGN's top 10 best games of the decade, it was number two. And from Game Trailer's top 10 games of the decade, it was number seven. Which um, I have very vastly different opinions yes. from them. But... I introduce all of that to say mm-hmm. that, hey, this is a good game. It is. But... If we take away everything that happened in 2005 and we say plop this game in in 2018 as it is today, this is a fine game. It's not going to win any Game of the Year awards or anything. It's also probably going to be like a $20 downloadable title. Yeah. Because, man. 
it is an interesting thing to go and look at this game in 2018 without the context of what happened in 20 in 2005 mm-hmm. and with all the knowledge I've had you know in between that time and now it's a very interesting thing to look at because like I can it's it's something that especially when you're going back and looking at things from prior times with the knowledge that you have now you have to kind of place yourself back into the context of when this thing came out correct and doing so like i can understand like why people were so up in arms about this game and being like such a ma- like a technical masterpiece uh such great artistic design and something that you really hadn't seen in games at all at that point but if you look at it from today's standards like other games have done this sort of thing better it's a short game. It's essentially just a giant boss rush. Yep. And there's this giant world you're in, but boy, there is nothing to do in it. It is completely empty. Yep. And we talked about this in a in a post Breath of the World Breath of the <laughs> Wild World. That is hard to say. Breath of the Wild World. This game just doesn't seem as great as it did. Yeah. Because, like, there's a lot of stuff about this world that I want to, like, poke and prod at. I want to go, like, explore and look at things. I want to learn more about this world. There's nothing. That's Yeah, that's the downside is that, like, the game basically prevents you from, like, doing any sort of that. Anything, like, of that sort. Because if you try and, like, go off the beaten path, you're just going to be rewarded with really nothing. Maybe there's a shrine here. Maybe, like, maybe there will be, like, one of the new collectibles you can get. But other than that, it's really just you're looking at some really fantastic looking set pieces. And that's about it. Like there's no other enemies besides like the Colossi there. Like mm-hmm. if you're wandering out of the world, there's nothing you really have to fight. It's just get to point A and then get to point B and kill things. And I mean, it's. It was good at the time, but it's right. still, like, even in 2005, I don't know that I was, like, floored by it. I mean, like, I think it's but, understandable to say, like, hey, what other games were doing this sort of thing in that time period? Mm-hmm. And there really wasn't that many, or if really if any. And especially yeah. for, like, the argument of games as art, like, what other games in, like, in that era especially the PS2 era, where, like, were people, like, looking at me like, oh, man, I can look at this and I can understand the argument of video games being art. Yeah. There's not many. No. So, like, from that aspect, yeah, it, I think you can definitely see, like, okay, I understand why people were so high about this game, but at the same time, it's just, you know, it's hard to go back to that and think, like, oh, yeah, this is still really good. This is still as great as it was because I don't know. Like I, I obviously like I don't have that same nostalgia for it or just like that same experience with it, but it's fine. Like I'm not saying this is a bad game or anything of that nature. No. But I don't understand the, like people saying like, "Oh, this is still one of the greatest games ever made," because like I don't, I I just don't see that. Well, I mean, you know, and. In its defense, I was very, very tired. But uh, yesterday, I booted it up um, so I could see the difference in the graphics. Mm-hmm. I played, like, maybe 20 minutes of it. Right. And then I was like, all right, I'm done. And I most likely won't go back to it. <laughs> um, because Radiant Historia comes out today. Right, so. right, right. Um, but, I mean, that... I'm somebody who played the original yeah. and even then like going back to it now, I'm like, I don't really have the motivation to play it because it doesn't really give me anything to do. I mean, I think like the, the things that like they added or at least like they kind of fixed with the remake in terms of like making it a stable frame rate is, is definitely a good thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's important, but and, at the and- same time, I'm just like, Meh. Yeah, of course, of course. And also just like trying to remodernize the controls considering God, the mid two thousands, that PS2 era of like finding control schemes was just a nightmare. It was the, it, it was, was the real wild bag. west. 
So, like, hey, I'm glad that they did that, even though, even still, though, there were times where I was, like, claw handling my controller just to, like, try and do things. Yeah. Because it's so just weird. But, I mean, at least they're doing, they did something to, like, not make you have to play a game with 2005 controls, because Lord knows no one wants that. God, no. And, like... And it's pretty. It, it, it really is. Like, I think they, the way that Bluepoint uh, kind of redid all the assets or whatever they did to make it look as good as it does. Uh, they did a fantastic job. Like, uh, it's probably better showcase for the PS4 pro because it has like 4k support. Uh, yeah. it, it was, I guess to say it has 4k support at 30 frames or you can do 60 frames at 1080p, which the standard PS4 is just 30 at 1080. So, but I mean, it has those options, but like, it's a very good looking game. Very good looking game that you don't have to do a lot of stuff in. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know that people um, in recent months have been criticizing Breath of the Wild for saying that like the world is empty and there's not a whole lot of story. And I'm like... <laughs> Go, put those two games together and or like side Ooh. by side and boy howdy. That right. is not a comparison you can make. No. Um... It's just appalling to me that people are like, like, what? (laughs) But, I mean, this, like we said, it's not bad. Um, But I've always not liked this game as much as I liked Eco. So, Mm -hmm. that's... So, I mean, you're you're obviously, like, you're a different boat than... Most people. Most 98% of people, yes. So, like, you could probably look at this and be like, hey, it's cool they're remaking this, but... Eh. I can take it or leave it. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much how it is. And again, it's not because it's a bad game. Because it's not. It just... not. It's not even my favorite from this guy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's good, but like there are games now that do this better. So I'm kind of like, eh. Should I go back and play it or not? Then there's just a lot of controversy about like the way the remake kind of like tries or it changes some of like the lighting effects and everything and how like mm-hmm. that changes some of like the the intent and feeling of the original. Like I, I don't know like all the arguments about like just because like like I said I haven't I never played the original so I don't know I don't know about that but there's a lot of interesting discussions about this remake and a lot of different varieties. Like, even going to, like, the effect of, like, game preservation. Yeah. Like, obviously, this is a a way to play this game on more modern consoles, so you don't have to, like, drag out a PS2. But at the same time, if a remake is changing the formula very slightly here and there, what does that say about game preservation as a whole? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting questions about that that I think, like, it's interesting that this game is kind of bringing up in a way that you probably, I guess a lot of people may not have like expected because it's like, Oh, well, it's a, I mean, a closet remake. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have remembered like certain lighting and certain areas or cutscenes or whatever. I will not ever remember that. Right. And to me, these are essentially two separate entities. Like you have, Shadow of the Colossus on PS2 and you have Shadow of the Colossus on PS4. Yes, they tell the same story, but I wouldn't consider them the same game in terms of like a preservation perspective. Right. Um, because there is so much changed about it um, that like, if I were an archivist trying to preserve games, I would preserve both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, a, um, that's, a, that's an interesting argument. But... I mean, it is a way to get people who didn't get to play it the first time around to play it now. But again, is that necessarily a good thing? Right, exactly. That's that's the weird question. It's like, especially because, you know, this game has been on PS2, it's been on PS3, and now it's on PS4. There have been a lot of multiple avenues for people to want to play this game and seek it out if they mm-hmm. wanted to seek it out. And those experiences are going to be different each time. Like... 
even the PS2 to the PS3 Eco and Shadow of the Closets collection, that's still a decent length of time, and people coming to that PS3 version are going to have a different experience than the people who came to the PS2 version. Yep. It's an interesting conundrum. It's an interesting conundrum that I don't. It's that this game is bringing up that, like I said, I don't think people expected. Yeah. Because no. I mean, like when I played the Metal Gear Solid HD collection that Blue Point also did, I was never asking myself these questions about you know my experiences with the game, preservation, all that sort of stuff. Mostly because while like the HD versions of Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3 and then Peace Walker as well, they're up and everything, but it's still a very, 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 very similar experience to what I played on the PS2. So, like, there's not, like, a lot, like, a big control scheme change. Uh, the gameplay is not different. It's basically still the same game, just, like, with better gra- with, with better resolution and 16 by 9 uh, The graphics are a little bit better all that sort of stuff, and it's on different consoles. Yeah, I mean, it's like the same vein. Well, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, obviously, on PS3, but, like, Final Fantasy X and X-2 is the same thing. Well, it's a little bit different, but for the most part, it's the same. Yeah. This is, like, rebuilt. <laughs> this is essentially what that Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be. Yeah, and... um. I mean, I know it's a weird example to use, but um, Ocarina of Time 3D. Yeah, true. Um, because they built that again from the ground up, and it looks completely different mm-hmm. than the the 64 version, and it plays different. Yeah. I, I think that really just kind of, like, drives home your point of, like, if you're looking at these from, like, preservation point of view, like, you have to consider the original and this as two completely separate entity- entities because they kind of are different entities. Yeah, I mean, I would not consider Ocarina of Time on 64 and Ocarina of Time 3D the same game. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for preservation perspectives. And also just like it calls into question like the definitions of remake, re-release, remaster. Because those are all, those are for the most part all different things. Yeah, and since it's becoming, in recent years, more popular to do this... Mm-hmm. It, it does kind of bring up, like, what what constitutes which category. And are these good things? Yeah, we're never going to see that Final Fantasy VII remake. And even if we do... It'll be a train wreck. Um, I'm sure that he will find some way to put, like, Noctis in there. He did Kingdom Hearts. Oh... <laughs> 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 uh... Uh, going back to your to your point you made about how people were talking about Breath of the Wild being like minimalistic storytelling. Mm-hmm. I would argue that game does minimalistic storytelling a lot better than this. I mean, this is I would too. It's weird to compare these two games because they came out in completely different time periods, but they have similar aspects to them. Yep. Like I think there's parts like there's an interesting idea of the story for Shadow of the Colossus, but having like info dump at the very beginning and then giant info dump at the very end. I don't, that's not good storytelling to me. No. And I mean, you, you don't really know Wander's motivations beyond she's been sacrificed and I want her soul back. Like, who is she? Why does this matter? Like, I know that this is going to sound dumb, but like you know who Zelda is and you find out more about her character through like flashbacks and, that's why I think Breath of the Wild does it better. And again, it's a little unfair to compare them. Right, yeah. But you are continuously getting like little tidbits of the story throughout that game. Whereas this one, like you said, you get information at the beginning, information at the end, nothing in between. There was like one cutscene in between of like uh, the other people coming. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like, it, But also I think it kind of, I don't know if this is a disservice to the game itself or just the storytelling but I pretty much had an idea of what was going to happen by the end of it in the very beginning yeah which I mean granted it's like we said there's not a lot of storytelling but also it's it's pretty cliche in terms of like oh protagonist wants to save said person goes to very shady godlike character 
boy, howdy, I wonder how this is going to end. Well, and Dorman even says, like, there might be, like, horrible consequences yeah. for what you're about to do. Are you okay with that? And he's like, yeah, whatever, I got to save her. So, like, you kind of expect it um, from the beginning, but um, it does lead to some weird theories uh, about the ending. But, it, yeah, you know exactly what's going to go. Yeah. Um, and especially, and I, I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't make it clear and the the remake um, about like the changes to Wander's character model um, because you didn't notice it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like, by the end of it, I saw like he was a little bit different looking, but it was, yeah. if I was not like super paying attention or if you had never brought it up, I would have, I would have never thought of that. Yeah, because as he continues to take down the Colossi, um, Wander, his hair gets darker, his outfit becomes darker and more dirty, and he becomes more pale and gets like black streaks down his face. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of tell that there's some kind of like corruption going on via killing these Colossi uh, through the character model, and, and it's... It's weird that it wouldn't be less subtle, which I'm also irritated that, like, Wander looks like he's, like, 16 now. He's a young boy. Well, he didn't look that young to me in the original. Um, like, he looks like a kid now, uh, probably, like, uh, just a couple years older than Eco. whereas in the original, whenever I played it, I assumed he was, like, in his 20s. Right. It's a weird change that they would make him look so baby face because mm -hmm. um, he's got like rounder cheeks in the in the remake well his face is like a it's... giant triangle in the original well I know he's a giant <laughs> triangle but like the way that it was made he had like a defined jaw right I, I get what you're saying Um, so he just looked older to me I don't like it I will say that like I think all of the fights are pretty, pretty cool in the way, like, they're just giant, like, puzzle boss fights. Yeah. Some of them are kind of, like, I guess, like, a bit too similar for my taste, like, a few of them were. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess, like, if you're going to have that many, that's kind of, that's just going to happen. Uh, I was proud of myself because I never had to look up, or I never went to look up and, like, try and find a solution to one of them. I pretty much, for the most part, figured them out, even if I had to, like scramble and get lucky at times nice so like like all those fights were very just fun to like poke and prod at and figure out okay what's the secret to this what do i need to do for this and get that solution i think the only downside to that though is that i think the controls are still a bit clunky oh yeah it is they're still very very clunky and there's just like there's just a bit too much of like realism in this that like it doesn't work specifically of like oh I get knocked down it takes you like a good 10 seconds to get up and especially if you're going against a Colossus that's like one of the, like the smaller ones that you have to like kind of break their armor off and then get on the back of them mm -hmm. they'll just like sit there and wait for you and then as soon as you get up bam you're attacked again yeah like that's just I that's not fun <laughs> And just, like, climbing was a bit clunky at times where it's, like, it's trying to be too realistic in terms of, like, you can't do anything unless, like, you're you're very much, like, grabbed on to, like, with both hands and then you can, like, you can move if you're not getting moved around or anything. Like, I understand, like, trying to in implement, like, some realism into, like, a game like this, but I feel like it was, like, cranked a bit too much into the realism side. That's actually where I stopped playing last night was when you have to climb the vines to get to the first Colossus because mm -hmm. I was like, not doing this again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think by like the time I got to like the last two Colossi, it was like I was kind of just over the the mechanic of it. Yeah. Especially because like the penultimate one was like, oh, you got all the stuff. Now get this mark on his hand. And it's like, I, how am I supposed to get there without just like getting completely lucky? And, like, just falling into his hand. It's like, come on. 
But that horse, though, that's a good dang horse. Good horse. That's like the one emotional part of the of the game. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I mean, because the rest of it, you don't really feel any kind of attachment to anything. Like, you don't really feel much of attachment to Wander. You don't really feel much of attachment to Mono. Like, you're just there. And then, like, Aggro does this. You're like, oh, <laughs> you're a good horse. I mean, those were the two moments that I, like, I actively, like, yelled at you about with this yeah. game, so. Yeah, those were the only times that I really got, like, yelling text messages. I did get one of you holding on to the, the flying one, but. Yeah, I was flying like a bird. Uh, like, wee. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the two horse moments were when I got text messages from you. <laughs> Dang horse. It was a bit clunky, too, but. It was a good horse. Yeah, riding on the horse was was unpleasant. I mean, not because of the horse, but because of the controls. Yeah. Oh, it's this is a yeah, it's a weird thing. Also, I guess I think probably like my favorite thing about this game is the soundtrack. The soundtrack's amazing. Which you told me who did it. I'm I'm kind of shocked that those are the two things that like I know of that this person did. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack was by Ko Otani who has done a fairly limited like things in terms of games, but he's also done like a bunch of anime and a few movies who, but the, the, the most famous thing that I know of that he did was he was the composer for Gundam wing, which is <laughs> two things I did not expect to like intermesh. No, the very different. But both fantastic soundtracks in, in their own right, so. Yeah. But that was the thing. But, like, just the way that, like, the soundtrack would, like, kind of come in when you, like, meet, when you find a Colossus. And then, like, when you first, like, grab on and start climbing and it just, like, bellows in, like, even more. It's, it's very similar, I think, in the way that Breath of the Wild did its soundtrack. Where it's not, like, overpowering all the time, but it has its moments where it comes in and you can really, like, it, it just builds the tension of, like, the moment you're in. It's it's I think it's just super super well done. The easily the best part of this game. Actually, just the sound design in general, because like one of the things that I found really really great about this was the way that Dorman was voiced. Yeah. Because it's voiced by both a man and a woman mm -hmm. at the same time. Um. And the language of this is obviously made up, same as Eco. So um, you don't really have to, and I'm sure Last Guardian too, but I don't want to think about that game. <laughs> um, so you don't really have to like translate it in terms of like actual dubbing right. because they're not actually saying anything. But um, I was always really impressed by the Dorman voice. I thought that was real cool. So as I beat it, I got that ending, which mm -hmm. was weird. We gotta talk about it. The one thing that you mentioned uh, before I got there was the way this was connected to Eco. Yes. Also, another game I have never played, outside of playing tragic. like the demo kiosk version at a Walmart. <laughs> Very tragic. <laughs> but you mentioned this was like a. This is essentially a a prequel to Eco, and that was it's something a, that I was it's like. It's a prequel. I was like, wait, what? What? Mm -hmm. that's so expl okay and i mean that's been confirmed it is confirmed a prequel to eco okay explain to me how this is a prequel all right so like i i, um, I figure like the one thing i i could easily connect is like hey there's shadow people in both <laughs> well the shadow people is one but there's another um so the way that eco starts is you find out that Every generation or so, there is a baby born with horns and that they consider the horns a curse. And so they sacrifice whatever the horn child is. They put them in like a big urn coffin type thing and then let them die in order to like save the, the villages. So this is the origin point of the horn child curse. Hmm. Wander is the first one. 
So it's not like there's like direct connection between like any of the characters in this and and Eco. Like, um, like, there's a there's a theory of one, but it's not confirmed. But outside of theories, like none, no characters from Shadow of the Colossus show up in Eco. No, um, because they're, um, they're several years apart. Okay. So, um, like at least hundreds of years. Uh, but it's. This is how that curse started, though, is um, because of Wander essentially, like, I mean, to put it bluntly, up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he started the horn baby curse that led to Eco being sacrificed in his game and putting the events in motion of that. That makes more sense now. Yep. <laughs> But there, there are other theories about this game. I mean, that's probably not at all surprising, given just like, given the way it is and the minimalist of like context you get from the game in general. Yeah, um, because the thing that has the most theories about this game is Mono, mm-hmm. and why she was sacrificed to begin with. And um, one of the, I guess, theories is that she was sacrificed because they felt that she was going to be the return of Dorman, which, ha. Uh, so that's one. Um, another is that she becomes, like, was destined to become the queen um, from Eco. And that theory comes up because once Dorman basically takes over Wander, uh, the female voice is gone. Like, the the dual voice is a Dorman. Only the male voice speaks after that point. Huh. So, um, the theory is that the female side, like, the voice is put into mono because he says, like, you can't bring a soul back. Isn't that how humans work? Right. And so the theory is that there's an injection of Dorman's like female side into Mono, which then corrupts her into an evil force, and she becomes the queen from Eco. Um, I don't know that I necessarily buy that one, but it's a good theory, especially because like there is um like a story of trying to uh, perpetuate immortality in Eco. So it would be consistent that she could stay alive that long. But the end of the game really doesn't show her being like, ah, I'm now evil. No, it doesn't. Um, Like, here's all these animals coming to me. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So that theory is a little, a little like out there, but it does exist. And this squall's dead theory of Shadow of the Colossus. (laughs) Oh my God. Please don't bring up squall's dead. And then a lot of people thought that maybe, like, the reincarnated Wander was Eco, but that's not the case. And, um, that's, that's what I was kind of, like, thinking it might be. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's not Eco. It's not Eco's, like, dad or anything. It's it's just the start of the curse. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, the theory that I'm willing to subscribe to on Mono is that the the people sacrificed her because they felt that she had a connection to the return of Dorman. And because of the sacrifice of her, she inadvertently did yeah. bring back the return of Dorman. <laughs> but um I think that's a, a solid a solid theory on it. But again, we don't really get any answers. We don't even really know what Dorman is. He's a voice. He's a voice and he's like held in by the 16 Colossi and like we know he's evil because like we see the corruption of Wander throughout the game. And then what happens to him at the end, obviously. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Yeah. Um, also, you want to talk about clunky controls? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I feel like I was getting stuck. Like when he turns into a, like a, a his, his own Colossus. I kept getting stuck, like I was like trying to like walk and just even trying to move at all. Just like it would, it just was not responsive. 
and trying to yeah. smash them folks. I was like, I'm hitting them. They're not doing. They're just getting back up. Now they're running away. <laughs> now I'm just spitting fire for no reason. Yeah, help! It was, help! <laughs> and uh, speaking of controls, one thing that I don't know if they kept from the original, but I assume they did, is that um, their way of confirming that the baby is Wander is that you're able to control the baby. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, like when when Mono's holding the baby, um, like you can press buttons and things to control <laughs> what? the baby. What? So it's their way of confirming that it is Wander because you still have control wow. over the character. I did, obviously I didn't know that, so I, I did not test that, but that's something. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't know if they kept it in the PS4 version, but it was like that in PS2. Also something that was weird during that whole sequence was like when he's getting sucked back into like that vortex pool thing. Yeah. You're kind of able to kind of like break out of it by just jumping forward a lot, mm-hmm. and then the game's just like, no, you can't go forward. Yeah, yeah. I was like, then what's the point? Because <laughs> I thought like <laughs> I was supposed to like you go up you and see her. To go in there, yeah. Yeah, not go in there, and it was just like, no, this is an invisible wall in front of you. You're just gonna roll yeah. back. And I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll just roll backwards a lot. <laughs> guess this is my home now. Yeah. <laughs> And again, I, I haven't seen the the ending of this in, on the PS4, but God, I hope that Baby Wander doesn't look as atrocious as he did in 2005. I mean, to be, I guess for me, it looked like a baby, so. Yeah, it, he just, I'm, I'm already mad enough that they changed Wander's face. <laughs> so, but if, if the baby still looks like a weird gremlin blob, then it's a mistake. I guess, like, I don't know. What you're describing did not sound like or did not look like anything I saw, so. Yeah, he he looked like a weird goblin blob in in a 2005 version. Or, like, do you know those cakes that you get around Mardi Gras that, like, have the little plastic baby in them that are supposed to be, like, Jesus? No. (laughs) Okay, so there are cakes that you can get around Mardi Gras that have a little plastic baby in them that are supposed to be Jesus. And um, don't eat the baby, though. That's a mistake. It, it kind of looked like that. Like, he looked like a plastic baby blob. It was creepy. I didn't like it. Well, all right. So, if he's improved, it actually looks like an infant at this point, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> the one improvement. Yeah, I mean, again, it looks pretty, but Wander is now a a literal child in the game for some I mean a literal child in that sense as well but he just looks so young it's a young boy I mean again I never got that impression from the original but then again we don't know how old he is so that's true we'll they don't tell us know. a lot Mm-mm. we don't know where he come from where he comes from or why well we know why but we don't know the deeper whys and we know that he's like in the forbidden land, but we don't know how he got there. Crossed a bridge. Well, yeah, that was a pretty <laughs> bridge. But like, very minimalistic storytelling, and, and I know that it works in a lot of games. But I feel like they're definitely could. I I don't want them to like hold my hand through the story, but I would have right. liked more to it. And I think like that's a, it's a weird thing that like the game can make you want more but it's just like no yeah you're not getting it which I mean like like I've said like I've said numerous times for this if I play this in 05 I don't know if I would be feeling the same way or not but playing games as you know over that 13 year span like that world seems real interesting it seems like there's a lot of fascinating things about it that I would like totally be into like learning about, but the game just unfortunately is, they just kind of leave you hanging. They leave you hanging, and you're just in this giant open world with nothing to do except go from point A to point B. Yeah, maybe go and find some fruit somewhere or something. Because like Eco had minimal storytelling, but I feel like it worked in that instance. Um, and then Last Guardian is just terrible, so we're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> Which, yes, guys, Last Guardian is terrible. Fight me. Because it is trash and it never should have existed. Where, is it, where does it fit in the timeline? 
Who the heck knows? <laughs> in the gr- in the garbage can the is garbage where it fits can. in the timeline. Yeah, that's that's where it fits. But um, I mean, what we know is like what we've said, and that it's a prequel, and that's legit. It that's what we know about this. We don't know who like the little shaman priest guy is. We don't know why he's there. We don't know what who his people are. We, I mean, it's it's to be assumed that. They're the ones who killed Mono, but right. Why are they in the Forbidden Land? What's going on here? I don't understand. We never will. Yeah. No. I mean, it is a good game. Yeah. Like I, that's the thing I want to emphasize. Like, hey, we're not, we're not saying this is we're a bad not game. On Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. It's a short game. You're gonna, you're not gonna spend a lot of time in it. Like, I think mm. my playtime was like 15 hours. Even that's like probably a little bit much. Yeah. But it's a it's a good game. It's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, for twenty eighteen standards, it's not the greatest thing ever. Yeah, and I mean, I never would put it anywhere close to even like my top twenty of games of all time. Which I, I think even like just the way all the hype about this game and how everyone talked about it, like that, that really is a disservice. Yeah to it because you're going to go into this with a lot more loftier expectations which you basically you have to bring like rein those in because this is a game from 2005 it's not a game coming out in 2018 so those are going there's so much differences in expectations here that like it's so hard to manage them yeah and keep them under control but you kind of got to I'm trying to remember what else came out in 2005 that I was like hyped about well Let's type into the Google machine, best games of 2005. All right. Call of Duty 2. Wow. <laughs> I'm to click on this Metagame, meta, meta no, Metacritic article. This says best video games for 2005. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, Resident Evil 4. That Resident Evil 4, yeah. The first God of War came out. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. God. Which I don't know if those are ports. Those might be just the, the Xbox and PC ports. Uh, Guitar Hero 1. Ah, Minish Cap came out. Heck yeah. Minish Cap was great. Psychonauts. Okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> like, there are many games that I would put above this game that came out in 2005. Yeah. Oh, Mario and Luigi Partners in Time was fantastic. We Love Katamari, fantastic. Geometry Wars, fantastic. I don't know, it's this... Looking at this, this feels like a weak year. <laughs> like, there's some good stuff, but a lot of it, I'm just like, yeah, that's okay. Man. Wait, Devil May Cry 3 was 2005? Uh, I guess so. Wow. All right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so 2005 was a weird year. It was. Um... Maybe why this is this was ranked so highly. <laughs> Maybe because like the first Ace Attorney game came out in 05. That's amazing. That's a good gosh darn video game. Whoa, Trauma Center came out in 2005, guys. Holy crap. I love that game. Like Phoenix Wright and Trauma Center, good good stuff. You got Partners in Time, you got Minish Cap like 2005 man weird year yeah but at the same time i understand like why i don't have as many like beautiful feelings about this game because there were other games that year that i was actually like yeah yeah real jazzed about also like oh oh five was like the the 360 launch so that's even makes it even a weirder year yeah i didn't i didn't get the 360 when it came out though i I had to wait until i was employed (laughs) So yeah, I think if if you are interested in this thing and you, and if you are like me and you haven't played it, either the PS2 or the PS3 version, come into it with a variety of expectations. Come into it thinking, hey, this is a game from 2005 first and foremost. This is a game from 2005 that people really liked, but also it's a game from 2005. <laughs> yeah. So don't come into this thinking like, oh, it's a 
things that I expect from video games from the past five years are not going to be in this game, first and foremost. But you're gonna get you're gonna get a game that looks fantastic, that has a great soundtrack, that has, you know, some really fun boss fights. Because I mean, that's all this game pretty much is. Yeah, it's legitimately a boss rush. It's the 2005 version of Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> Except this game might be a little bit better. I don't know. I think that's actually the, the like a very interesting comparison between those two because. You know, Cuphead got into like a, some iffiness because people were like, "Oh, it's only a boss rush game," and then they added yeah. in like those weird, just side-scrolling levels, and those levels were bad. So, like, I I'd wonder like what they would have added to this game if people were more outspoken about there being more stuff in between the the beats of going and fighting Colossi. And if, it, if if basically it would have seemed like tacked on and not as great either, so. Yeah, I mean, if Last Guardian is any indication, then. Uh, you just get a giant dog bird just following you around. <sighs> well, I meant more there's like more interactivity with the world. Right, yeah. But the interactivity with the world doesn't work. Like when you get stuck in a underwater level forever because the freaking tail is glitching through the floor. Oh, I love underwater yeah. levels. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one. It's not really it's not really underwater, but it's a water under the floor. Either way, it was extremely frustrating yeah. and terrible. And again, if that's an indicator of what it could have been if there was more interactivity, then like just leave it like yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. That's fine. Um, cause it's good as it is. And my, my feelings towards the third game in this series is documented. I would probably set it on fire if I could. <laughs> like if you could actually set just like a video game world on fire, I would do so. So yeah, like, like I was saying, <laughs> Just keep keep your expectations in, t- in check with this thing. If you've played yeah. it before, you un- you know what you're getting into. You'll know if you want to play this game again or not in 1080p and all that jazz. If you're coming to it for the first time, you know, just make sure you know what you're getting into. Rain it in a little Rain bit. Rain it in a bit. But hey. Like a horse. If you play it, you're going to get a, a good old, a great soundtrack and I think an appreciation for a early indicator of the video games as art argument. Yeah. Which I think is, is pretty important. It is. Yeah. And I mean, there are games that have been released since that I would argue more towards. Of course. Yeah. But like, like, like but we, this yeah. started a conversation and for its time period. Yeah. It's very important because, because like we said earlier, like you could probably count on like a, a one hand, the games from the, the PS2, Xbox, GameCube era that were that you could go and like look at later on, and be like, "This is a good argument for games as art." Yeah. So it's like I said, it started a conversation that people weren't really having up at like at that point. Yeah, and I, like like I said, I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. Uh, before we go, mm-hmm. there is one thing that we need to mention. Are you going to use the rain stick again? No. Oh, what do we need to mention? <laughs> this game's weird, specific role in a motion picture. I cannot believe you're <laughs> even bringing that up right now because you already like shook my entire reality <laughs> once, and gotta you're gonna do it, like, do it again. I gotta do it for everyone. Oh my god! Like I was trying to block that out of my brain because it has messed me up so much. Like I literally feel like everything on Earth is just tilted a little bit now, and I can't stand up. So, this is from the Wikipedia page, and this is something I was unaware of until looking at this today. But apparently, this game is is featured in the 2007 film Rain Over Me, which stars Adam Sandler in a serious film. Already, we're we're at the point where we're like, what? And... Apparently, his character is coping with grief from his wife and kids dying in the 9-11 attacks. 
So he plays Shadow of the Colossus to try and use that as a coping mechanism. Apparently, he ad-libs a line about the controls in the game that's very specific to Don Shield's character. And also, this mentions that both him and Don Shield became experts at the game during the time they were filming right over me. I cannot believe. I can't either. I cannot. I can't even... I, I, there's nothing we can say about that. No, no. That's all that needs really to be said. Nothing. I mean, like we're done. That's that's it. That's wrap it up. Yeah, uh, pretty much. My life is over. <laughs> also, like every other big video game in the the early 2000s, there was talks at one point of making a film adaptation of this. But, I mean, surprisingly, they never got off the ground. Yeah, they shouldn't, because this would be a terrible movie. Yeah. The, only, yeah. Like, the last thing reported about it was from, like, 2014. Yeah, they. this would be a terrible movie, and they shouldn't do it. Imagine imagine all that, that fantastic storytelling they could do, though. Imagine watching two hours of a man going and taking down Colossi. And that's all you're doing for two hours, watching somebody jump on. Well, hang on. You know it, would, no, they, it would be at least like, like Michael Bay. It. It'd be like an hour and 15 minutes of riding a horse around and then 45 minutes of slaying Colossi. Okay, you're right. You're right. And then five minutes it, of like, if, oh, here's the end. Yeah. Yeah. If they did Michael Bay, it, there would be explosions everywhere on the Colossi, like as you stab. <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> there's a part of me that wants to see it. A Michael Bay version of Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well. That's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry that part of you is never going to experience that, but you can dream. We can always dream. We can. Uh, that's Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> My world. <laughs> Well, while Al's world continues to to rock mm-hmm. and stumble. Yep. If you want more from us, go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SCC.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Checkup and Jared and Al watch Sailor Moon Crystal where we watch Sailor Moon Crystal each and every week. Yep. And you can find columns and reviews as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. They're good. Yay. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. It's where we do Twitter and stuff. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA. If you want to support this cool podcast and be like, hey, here's a dollar. There you go. Yay. <laughs> we'll like you a lot. I mean, we already do like you a lot, but we'll like you even better. It's true. Next week. We might do something depending on how fast things go, or we may do something else. Yeah, I mean, you've pretty much, you know that once it comes, like, my life is over for a week. It's true. At least. Yeah. Um, like, I probably won't even sleep right, and it'll, it'll just be <laughs> I mean, this. That's because different that's, than normal. That's how the demo, it's true, but, like, the demo became a thing. So, we'll see. Um but if not, you'll get something fun. It's true. It's always fun here. It is. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to be like MIA for a bit <laughs> throughout the week. It's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I have a Valentine's date. With Radiant Historia? Yes. <laughs> well... Tune in next week and maybe we'll talk about that or talk about something else. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's what we do here. (laughs) We're the figure outers. Oh my God. (laughs) That sounds like an Adam Sandler movie. Coming soon. He's going to play the last guardian in that one. Oh, I hate that. I hate everything about that.